Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's message on the Zoe Church podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is all about the message of Jesus. If you're ever in L.A., visiting and coming through, make sure you stop and come to one of our services at the Million Dollar Theater, 10, 12, and 6 p.m. Or join us online every Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today, we are concluding a series that we've been in called Do You Know Why? We're talking about the subject of generosity. God has been so generous to us How do we respond? By being generous people. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you comment and share the message so that other people can be impacted by the message of Jesus. We love you. Let's go to this week's message. Make us this way. Look at Exodus 36. The Lord has gifted Bezalohine. Don't act like you so spiritual. Olihanima and the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any tasks involved in building the sanctuary. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle just as the Lord has commanded. So Moses summoned Behine and Nahum and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to work. And Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacrificed offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. But the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. Stop there. So so just a heads up. The story we're reading is about the Israelites. If you don't know much about the Bible, the Israelites are God's chosen people. This is the second book of the Bible. Somehow, someway, God's people got caught up in slavery in Egypt. God says, no more. They will not be under Pharaoh's regime. He says, let my people go. So God performs all these plagues, forces Pharaoh's hand, and gets Israel out of under his regime. God, by his power, lets God's chosen people cross the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians that are chasing him get enveloped. All of a sudden, God starts performing miracles for these people. Fresh manna straight from heaven every single day. Fresh Nikes, or for those of you that like Birkenstocks, Birkenstocks from heaven. God starts, God starts providing a, a pillar of cloud and a fire by night. and He's done all these miracles. In, in Exodus 19 and 20, he gives them the Ten Commandments. So these people have seen God's faithfulness. These people have experienced God's miracles. Come on, has anybody here today experienced God's hand? in their life. Has God been good to anybody in church today? So these people have seen some stuff. They've experienced some stuff. Like they're like, we didn't deserve this, but God has been faithful. Can you look back on the last year of your life? Let's go back five years of your life. How good has God been to you? How faithful time and time again, just when you think it's over, just when you think It's done. He shows up in mercy, compassion, and faithfulness. So he's talking to a crowd where he has been so good to them. And he says, it's time to build a church. It's time to build the house of God. You guys have been wandering, wandering since Egypt. It's time to establish and get get a church with some heaters in it. Who am I preaching to? Who am I preaching to today? So he says, it's time to build my house. So these people start bringing donations. Watch verse 4. It says, finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. And they went to Moses and reported, the people 
have given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command via email, and he put it on his Instagram, at Israelites Real, on the story in a reel. And he says, Moses gave the command, and this was the message that he sent through the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacrificed offerings, and their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. Can you imagine a church where we have to send out through Zoe? Stop giving. We have too much. We've got too much resource. We've got too much ability. We've got too much in the cupboard. We've got more for Convoy and Compassion and A21 and Covenant House and Alexandria and Baby to Baby. We've got more than enough. He literally sent the message out. Stop being generous. Because we got more than enough. See, they didn't require people to give X amount. They went over and above and they gave freely. They gave willingly. They gave out of a response. They say, I remember what it was like in Egypt. And I remember when he split the Red Sea. And I remember when he provided the fresh manna. And I remember when we got the fresh Nikes. And I remember the pillar. And I remember the cloud. And I remember how good God's been. Clap today if you're thankful that you can recall the goodness of God. He doesn't have to manipulate me to give to God. I give because God's been good. I give because I respond. Let me give you a few things to write down today. Write down number one. Personal transformation leads to a lifestyle of generosity. What would cause you to live your life in a generous way? Where you want to Venmo somebody or pick up the tab or pay for a coffee or buy somebody Christmas presents or a turkey for Thanksgiving. What would cause you to live a generous life? A generous life is a reflection of a transformed life personal transformation results in a lifestyle of generosity. All of the story of Zacchaeus in the Bible, it's a story about you and I. Zacchaeus, this guy who it says he's interested in seeing Jesus. By the way, let me just say, you never know which one of your friends is interested in God. You never know which one of your co-workers just might want a glimpse of heaven. I was talking to somebody in our churches last week. We were having a coffee together, and he said, man, one of my coworkers, four years I've been talking about Zoe. Four years I've been talking about my church. Just this last week, my coworker came and said, hey, what's that thing you go to where you sing songs? And he was like, do you mean my church? And she's like, yeah, the song place. Um, I want to go. You never know which one of your family members is interested in Jesus. It's usually the people, never. They'll never come. They'll never serve God. They'll never say yes. Those are the people that are sometimes interested. So this guy, Zacchaeus, no one ever thought he'd be interested. The Bible says he can't see Jesus because he's shorter. And so he gets up into a tree and Jesus walking with throngs of people, all these people that would give anything to take a photo with Jesus. Hello. And, uh, And Jesus calls out a guy in a tree. And he says, Zacchaeus, come down from there. By the way, God knows your name. God knows how many hairs are on your head. God knows when you sit down and when you stand up. Come on, clap. God knows when you go out and when you come in. The Bible says more than the sands of the seas, so are the thoughts of the Lord towards you. God is thinking about you. God is obsessed with you. He knows Zacchaeus' name because he knows everything about Zacchaeus. 
He says, Zacchaeus, come down from here. Today I've got to go to your house. Oh, I love that God will meet you right where you are. He goes to Zacchaeus' house. All the church people are like, why is he hanging out with Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus don't tithe. Zacchaeus don't go to church. Zacchaeus put bad words on his Instagram. Why is he with Zacchaeus? Yeah. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus experiences personal transformation. Because whenever you say yes to grace, you cannot stay the same. Whenever you say yes to Jesus, you cannot stay the same. Watch what Zacchaeus says to Jesus in Luke 19. Zacchaeus was amazed over his gracious visit to his home and joyously welcomed Jesus. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and he said, Half of all that I own I will give to the poor. And Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise to pay them back four times as much as I stole. Do you know that Jesus didn't look at him and said, Zacchaeus, if you want to become a Christian, you got to give half away to the poor. And if you've stolen anything, you got to pay back four times. Jesus said nothing about money, but personal transformation results in generosity. He said, listen, now that I've got saved, now that I said yes to Jesus, it doesn't, money doesn't matter to me. God matters. What I, fortune and fame does not matter to me. The things of God matter. So I want to give to the poor. I want to live to help. It's not about having to give 10% or any percent. It's about just saying, God, I'm completely completely yours. Anybody thankful today that we are here to experience continual personal transformation? If you're new to Zoe, this is one of our key lines. We don't serve the God of behavior modification. We serve the God of life transformation. He didn't walk into Zacchaeus' house and be like, oh, these lyrics are unedited. Oh, haven't had the cleaner in a while, have you? Wow, dirty house, dirty life. Clean. If you want me to talk to you, clean up your life. No, no, he just met him right where he was. The good news about the gospel is just come just as you are. You don't have to be anything that you're not because God will do the rest of the work. Oh, I just love that. And then when you experience personal transformation, all of a sudden you start living as a generous person. It's not like a moment of generosity. It's a lifestyle of generosity. Religion is moment to moment. But when you have a relationship with God, it's a lifestyle. Religion is like on Sundays I'm generous, but Monday through Saturday do what I want. No, no, when you walk with Jesus, he'll talk to you about generosity all the time. He'll talk to you about generosity in the morning, in the evening, in the night. Oh, I just love this. You become a generous person. Write down number two today. Generous people love to give more than what's required. They, They don't give what's required. Requirement is religion. Relationship is grace giving. When I have a relationship with Jesus, he can talk to me about my money. He can talk to me about my time. He can talk to me about my talent. He'll say, you're so talented, I gave you that talent. And I want you to use that talent to help others. I want you, so religious people only give the requirement, but a relationship with Jesus, they give generously. I love this story. One time, they're giving the heart for the house offering in the Bible, and everybody comes to the front. This is old school. Everybody, anybody grew up in church when you used to, they used to put the Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets in the front and used to come up and, do, and drop your offering? Yo, I'm a pastor's kid. I used to be watching what people give. Stingy. Gave more than you. So they, they got the buckets lined up, and the whole procession, everybody's coming to bring their offerings. And Jesus stopped the offering. And says to his guys, hey, see this lady right here? She just gave more than everybody else. 
Watch the story here in the Bible. Listen, in Luke 21, Jesus observed all the wealthy coming to the temple courts, wanting to be noticed as they came with their offerings. He noticed a very poor widow who dropped two small copper coins in the offering box. Listen to me, he said. This poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy. For the rich only gave out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on. He says, listen, everybody else here is giving like, ah, this is not going to hurt. Ah, I won't miss that. Ah, this is fine. Ah, yeah, we can still afford. He said, but this lady right here, she didn't give what was required. She gave over and above. Can I encourage you today? Jesus is watching our giving. And don't, I don't say that in a scary way. I say that in an encouraging way. That one of the things about God is you can never outgive God. That when God sees, notice he stopped for two coins. He didn't stop because of the big checks. He stopped because it was sacrifice. See, God is, we don't move the heart of God when we just give, oh, it's required. I have to. I give this. It's what I do. That's a religious spirit. But when I let God talk to me and I give over and above, Jesus sees it and he goes, I can work through that. I can move in that. I can honor that. I can celebrate that. Listen, if you're giving so that man can see you, it doesn't mean anything. But if you're giving so that God sees it, it means everything. That was amazing. Last week in the prayer requests, you know, most every Sunday we have a moment in time where I get up with a prayer card and I start reading all the prayer requests. And last week in the prayer requests, there was one of the prayer requests was uh, uh, for a new car. And we had put down in our list, you know, we really were thoughtful with who we partner with and all the $200,000 that we gave away and all of our partners. These are not new partners. These are partners we've been with for years. And so, but I said, I really want to buy somebody a car. Like, it's just love. Like, because somebody, when we moved to L.A., Julie and I, we were a one-car family, and I really wanted to plant the church. And so for the first four months we lived here, I prayed, and I said, God, I need a car. Sick of Uber. Can I get an amen? Why can't the Uber guy find me? Who am I preaching to today? So I said to God, God, I need a car. And so I was so frustrated. I was like, I'm trying to build your church. So one day I woke up to a text, and this pastor in Rancho Cucamonga, beautiful name. Where do you guys live? Rancho Cucamonga. Great. He texted me and he said, the Lord spoke to my father and told my father, I don't know this man, the Holy Spirit told him to buy you a car. So I always said, I want to buy somebody a car. So last week when I saw the prayer request, I go, I got to buy, who is this person that needs a car? Well, little did I know, the person that filled out the prayer request was April, who you saw in the video, who's one of our ZLC students. And God had spoken to her this summer to give her car away. So she had been believing since the summer for a new car. And the moment that I saw it, I said, we got to Can I just tell you, God is watching your giving. And when he sees you give, he goes, don't worry, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of that. Come on, clap. It's not for a man. It's all for God. In fact, write down the third thing today. I love this one. Generous people give even when it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. Why am I giving this much? Why am I? I can't even tell other people about this because if they were to say, like if Dave Ramsey was in the crowd and saw the lady giving the two coins, he would have been like, lady, stop. 
We need to think about this. We got, we, we're going to give you rich dad, poor dad, and we're going to talk to you about finances. This does not make sense. We're going to get some Grant Cardone in your life, and you're not going to give those two coins. But when you're generous, you're like, I, it doesn't matter. I'm not going off what makes sense. We're faith people. We live for Jesus. We live by faith. We live for God. We live by what he says. I don't go by my calculator. I go by what Christ alone says. That's faith. Oh, I just love this about God. Watch what it says here in, 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 in uh, Proverbs 11. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. You know what God's saying? When you give, it's coming back. It's like a boomerang. You give one way, it's coming back in every way. That's the thing I love about God. You can't outgive him. The moment you put two coins, the moment you put your car, the moment you put something down, God says, I can trust you more. I can, you can steward more. You can handle more. I'm just looking for kids that I can bless. I'm looking for, listen, it's an old saying, but hear me. If God can get it to you, he can get it through you. You are blessed to be a blessing. What are you going to do with all that blessing? All that talent you have. All the time that you have. All that treasure. It's not for you. You were made to give. Why do you love generosity? I was watching this on TikTok this last week. Don't judge me because I'm on TikTok. I love me some TikTokies. And um, I saw, you, have you seen the one that's viral? The, 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 the guy that's like, what's the president's name? Byron. Y'all are on it too, okay? You told on yourself. And he, and, he, and he says something like, what would you say to the president? Take me out to dinner. Something like that, right? Hey, yo. Some, I don't know all this stuff. I, but I saw, I saw, this, this one makes me laugh. I saw that people started to realize that this guy was going viral off someone that's homeless. And so they started doing some digging and found out the guy's name. The guy's name's TJ. And he's homeless. And somebody, listen to this, somebody started a GoFundMe for this guy. And when I saw it, $33,000 had come in for this homeless man. And somebody found that this GoFundMe had been made and went and found this homeless guy. And said, I'm sure you're already aware you're famous, you've gone viral. But somebody cares about you enough to not just use you, but somebody cares about you enough to raise money for you. And so this guy starts crying when he realized, can I just tell you, when I watched that video, it sent a signal to me, we are all made to be generous. We're created by God to be generous. We're not created to give what's required. No, the Bible says if you refresh somebody, you'll be refreshed. The Bible says it's better to give than it is to receive. Oh, look at 2 Corinthians 9. I love these verses. Could be some of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Look at this in 2 Corinthians 9. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able. Watch. Anybody by show of hands, you believe that God is able. Just let me see your hand. Watch what God is able to do. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. When I give, I, re I remind myself God is able to bless me abundantly. 
And he's able to bless me so I can go be a blessing to others. God can give me strength. He can give me wisdom. He can give me insight. He can give me favor. Not so I can monetize or leverage that, but so that I can bless others. God blesses you for every good selfish work. No, he blesses you for every good work. So I don't have to give under compulsion. I don't have to give reluctantly. Come on, clap if you're thankful today. Come on, I can give to bless, to serve, to love, to help. I just love that. The Bible's saying here, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. If you're here today, you're like, I want a small world. I don't want any friends. I don't want to know anybody. I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to help anybody. I don't want to make any impact. Live a stingy life. But if you want to make a great impact with a great legacy and you want to leave an impact on the earth, come on, it it happens through generosity. Clap today if you're excited. I've got more than enough. And God says when you give God is able to give you more so you can make a greater impact. I don't give what's required. Listen, if you always give minimum, you'll always create medium. But you have not been created by a God that gave minimum. He gave his one and his only son. Translation, God gave his very best. God gave the best thing that he had, his one and his only son. So we don't live as hoarders. We don't live as collectors. We don't live as people that just, this is mine. This is me. This is what I can obtain. This is what I can acquire. This is my life. No, no, I live. And by the way, what you refuse to surrender, eventually you'll lose. God always works with what you lay down. His son could have never been glorified as the Messiah of the earth unless God sacrificed his son. God always works with sacrifice. And when you live this way, listen, I'm not talking about a moment of generosity or an offering of generosity. I want to talk to you about a lifestyle of generosity. You're just living this way. You're living, you're, you're looking. In fact, write down the last one. Worship team, you can come join me. Here's the last one today. Write this down. Generous people are always thinking of creative ways to give. They're always thinking of creative ways. They're like scheming generosity. They're like thinking generosity. They're, in fact, just last verse, Isaiah, Isaiah 32. But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. They stand firm in it. I like this. Zoe, hear me. We've never been like, ah, you know, COVID. Let when we recover, build the church back. Let's get generous. Did you know last year in COVID, we gave away 17% of what came in? We didn't give what was required. We gave over and above. Why? Because we live a lifestyle of generosity. And when you get generous, you start scheming. You're like, okay, what if we took our parking lot and we turned it into a place where people could drive by and get groceries? What if we brought groceries to people's life? What if we created our own farmer's market where people didn't have to come and bring money to get farmer's groceries? They can just create, get all the produce and everything they need right here. What if we, what if we put on a mall? What if we create a Westfield mall right here in our, our ministry center? And we create a mall so good that lines will be down the street and people will come and they'll get their Christmas gifts. What if we created a way for people to get 
get Thanksgiving meals? What if we created a way for mothers on Mother's Day who are single to get their car serviced and, 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 and to get their hair done and to get makeup? What if we created a way to take care of people that were in need? What if we schemed and strategized and thought about not what we can get, but what we could give? Clap today if you're thankful. I'm not living to get. I'm living to give. I just love generous people because they understand I have been changed by God to be generous. God didn't show up to give you a religion. He showed up to give you a relationship. And in this relationship, it changes everything. No longer am I living for self or for self-gratification or living for my own adventure or my own name. I'm living to bless. I'm living to help. I'm living to serve. I'm living to give. I'm living to pour out. Clap today if you're thankful. You don't want to know why you're generous? Because you've been created by a generous father. Everything that God is, you are. You're compassionate because he's compassionate. You're loving because he's loving. You are kind because God is kind. You are generous because he is generous. Where did you get all your kindness? Where did you get all your mercy? Where did you get all your compassion? Why do you forgive people that wrong you? Because that's what God's like. And you are just like God. You are just, oh, I was telling somebody yesterday, we went to Hop Dottie. It's my eight-year-old's favorite place to eat. I can't stand it. Sick of the hop dotty. I got to go every time this kid complains. It's another subject for another sermon. And we're sitting there. We're talking about Genesis. In the book of Genesis, it says that you were made in the image of God. You are not made in the visage of God. You don't look like God. You were made in the image of God. So your body doesn't look like God. Thank you, Jesus. But you look like God. You are like God. You were made in the image of a giving God, a generous God, a slow to anger God, a, a rich in compassion God. Come on, anybody thankful today? He didn't make you look like somebody else. He made you look just like Jesus. So the reason why you love to give and the reason why, could you imagine Moses is like, I don't know if we got an email system. I don't know if we got to get on MailChimp. I don't know if our Twitter still works. Let's get on the login and find out the recovery password. But we got to tell the people, stop giving. Stop your giving. Stop the giving. Stop the giving. Stop. You guys are too generous. Could you imagine if Zoe Church just lived in a world of generosity? Could you imagine how blessed you would be if you lived to give to people and not to take? This city is built on takers. This city is built on leveragers and monetizers and selfish and narcissism. What if we flipped the narrative and said, no, no, no. In Los Angeles are the most kind, loyal giving, helpful, servant-hearted people. You ain't never met people until you went to Zoe Church. Personal transformation results in a lifestyle of generosity. You don't give just one time. You just live to give. How can I help? How can I serve? By the way, Christmas time, just because we gave away 5,100 presents, let's not be the church like, okay, well, we're done helping people for Christmas. Let's just keep looking. How can I help? Where's the need? 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 Praise God. Clap if you're thankful for Jesus today. It's all the gospel.